Well, good day, everybody. Pastor Tim Carson, Christian Center Shreveport, Louisiana, United States of America. I had a prophetic dream, I think is a now word. I want to get us all functioning in this word. I'm going to call it the red letter dream, and I'll explain that as we break it down. All right, let's hear what God's saying. Like a raging torrent inside I find that I'm free falling again I'm letting go of the mountain view Letting go about what I'm to I've been crucified with Christ Crucified Well, welcome. It is a wonderful day. Every day is, right? When you walk with our King. Amen. Well, it's Tuesday. It's the 27th day of February 2024. Moving forward as we close out this month, Gregorian month, and we heading toward the feast. Purim's coming up next month, and then we have the the fall, uh, the spring feast that we're looking forward to this year, Passover, First Fruits, and Unleavened Bread. Remind you, at Christian Center Shreveport, we take up an annual first fruit offering, and we ask the Lord to give each one of us a number uh, of how we should sow an offering once a year. This is a principle that was used by Israel, and they would sow their first fruits. It's found in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 as well. Uh, where they would sow to the high priest. Now, don't forget, Hebrews tells us that Jesus is our great apostle and high priest, so we're doing it unto him. We're not going to Old Testament here. Although the principle's there, Jesus just fulfills it, and now we sow to him. But anyway, the Israelites would plant their fields. You know, they would do it during this season right now, and the crops would be getting close to harvest. And right after Passover, you have first fruits, which is representative of Jesus being the first fruit of the resurrection of the dead. And they would go out and pick the very best of their crop to give to the Lord as an offering. And the the promise was, if you sowed it to the Lord, he would fill your storehouses to overflowing. And that was opposite of what the nations of the world did. The nations of the world would take their first fruit and put it in a storehouse and keep it in case there was famine or or destruction. We of people of faith, we do this. We give it to the Lord and say, you are our storehouse. That's why we do it. Anyway, we'll be doing that. If you'd like to participate in that, we do it once a year. Usually everybody gets a number from the Lord. We don't tell what people tell people what to get. And it's for me, it's always been the largest offering I give all year. And what I found is God blesses us all year long. Last year, I gave the largest offering I've ever had in my entire life at one time. I was a little bit terrified by the number because <laughs> I'm not used to writing checks that big. But as I wrote it, I thought, okay, God, you gave me this number. I'm sowing it to you. And it was a matter in a, want, a, month, a matter of a month. I had a windfall on an unknown resource that came in and it's exactly what I sowed. And then, of course, it's increased the rest of the year because the promise of the first fruit offering was that your barns will be filled to overflowing. 
your your vats will be filled and your barns will be filled. The, the storehouses will be filled. So in other words, you'll have an overflowing abundance the rest of the year. It blesses your crop for the entire year. And we invite anybody who wants to participate with this principle because not all ministries participate with it. Some do, some don't. We do this, and, and we've been doing this for so long, and that's our apostolic ministry because we sow it to our apostle and high priest, Jesus. So we want to apply it to that principle, and so we use it for our apostolic ministries, our travel, helping other ministries, helping uh, groups around the world. We sow to Israel. Uh, we sow to uh, this. I just took a large offering to, uh, to uh, Slovakia for Ukrainian Jews where they go and minister to the Jews in Ukraine and so forth. Like we, we do that. We use it for that. So it's a very appropriate account for that because we're trying to bless what God said bless. Because in the, in the, in the days of old, they gave it in the high priest. That was their offering, the, the high priest offering. Anyway, okay, that has nothing to do with my word today. Well, it always has something to do with it. But I had a dream. I'm going to call it the red letter dream because there was red letters. Now, this was a very specific dream that I'm not going to tell the whole dream yet because I'm still processing. It is critical. It, it has multiple layers of what it speaks of. And you're going to give you a little teaser, you know, spoiler alert, as we always say. And it, it is telling me and us, I should say, even myself, the condition of the church, of where the, the body of Christ is, where the bride of Christ is right now, in relationship to the preparation for the coming of the Lord. That's what the dream was about. And so I, I, could, I could tell you from the encounter, the Lord given me an idea, and he's, he's been building that with me recently, but it's also telling me where I am, and, and each one of us is individually, and I don't think we're all at the same place, but I'm getting insights on that, and so I don't want to get into that because I'm still digging, getting scriptures. This is one of those dreams that you better line it up with the Word of God or the heresy hunters and the naysayers are going to just jump down your throat on, on this one. So I'm going to get my scriptures in order, and I, I know what they are, I, I, I basically, but I'm sure I'll find some more, and I want to make sure I do that. I lay a groundwork and a foundation for that. But So here's, I'm going to call it the red letter dream because I think it's a word for us right now. And it's, it's a directive for us, especially this 318 company, that where we should be and what we should be doing right now. And just to cut to the chase where we, what it was about, the Lord showed me in the dream that as we're pursuing becoming the bride of Christ, remember in the scripture it says that the bride prepares herself. She gets herself ready. We have that one aspect of the bride. We also know that Paul says in Ephesians 5 that she is without spot or wrinkle. And so we know these are preparation points that we have to have. He said, you'll not see his face unless you walk in holiness. And so we have the guidelines biblically as to what it takes to become that, that bride. But um, in, this, in this encounter, the basic part I want to talk about right now is that as we if we will enter into the rest of the Lord, and this is for everybody here. Now, Hebrews 1, 2, 3, 4, those chapters especially talk about entering the Sabbath rest of the Lord. And that's going to be part of my, my foundation when I put this teaching together. Uh, those chapters talk about the importance of entering into the Sabbath rest of Christ, of what he's done for us. Cease our human effort striving. Doesn't mean we don't do the works of God. 
but it, it means that I was reading the a thing about what the word wait means in Hebrew in the Old Testament from a rabbinical, from a rabbi who was teaching it. And he was saying wait is not what we think it is. He said it's like, he described it like a three-legged race that you tie yourself, you know, three, if you've ever been in one of those races, you, your inside leg tied to a partner and then you have your outside legs, both of you do, and then you run a race. Well, what has to happen in that race is you got to be in sync or synchronization with your partner. Because if you're pulling while they're, they're stopping, then you're going to fall down on your face. So what you do is you get in a rhythm with the Lord and waiting on the Lord, and you get in a rhythm, and as you do, you're synced with him, and so you walk together as one. That's how he described it, is the way the Hebrew reads it. I think that's really interesting. So in my dream, this is where we were in this rest, and, and you need to go study those chapters in Hebrew because... Hebrews, because if you don't, we're going to make this mistake of Israel and function in unbelief and then strive, move into dead works rather than enter the rest of the Lord and living in the Sabbath rest of Christ. So we were in, in the stream, uh, we're laying down here, the bride was, the, the, if you want the ecclesia, whatever you want to call it, uh, was lying there. And in the dream, I saw this floor. And it was an ancient floor. That's the best way I can say it. It was an ancient floor. When I see an ancient floor, I think of nothing more than the ancient of days, which is Christ Jesus. And I look there and I see all these, like the Bible written on the floor, all in red letters. So I'm calling this red letter dream. And it was written. And I said in the dream, look, while we lay here, we can read the script of Jesus Christ. And I knew when I said that, it meant it was a script for us in this coming day, in this coming season, as we move toward the coming of Christ. So, and, it, and then I said, it's the book of John. And I knew it was a script of the book of John. And it was only, I was only seeing the red letters though, which was very interesting. Because I just saw the red letters, but I knew it was for us to rest in the writings of the book of John and what Christ did for us. So I have that dream last week. And if you do our daily Bible reading with us, and you know, I, I'm sure the Lord gave me the dream in this time. So what happens Friday night, Saturday, Shabbat, Sabbath, rest, our Bible reading starts with John chapter one. And I knew, okay, God, you're lining up this word right now. So I'm here to tell you today, everybody listening to this, and this is an oddity because usually I'm talking to you about what's going on in the world and prophetically, but this is for us to be prepared for what's about to happen in the world. Christ is saying today, get your energy, read the script of John, the book of John, and the red letters, okay? So I don't think it's first, second, third John. I don't because our revelation, although in revelation you do have red letters, but I think the regular Bible doesn't have red letters. You understand the original transcripts. We do that so that we'll be paying attention to what Jesus said and what Jesus did with his words. Because in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, right, was the word, John 1, 1, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing can be came into being that was come into being 
In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So that's how it starts. So there we go. The beginning, the foundation was the Word, and he was the Word, and the Word was God in the beginning. So the Lord was one with the Father in the Spirit at creation. So let me give you an example. Now, I've seen ministers say this before and do this. I don't remember if I've ever said it, but they'll say this, read the Gospels, but only read the red letters. And it's interesting concept to do because it's, it's focused. You'll, you'll actually, when you do it, you'll realize what he's talking about. I'll give you an example. In the first chapter, the first time we see a red letter, in other words, the first time we see Jesus speak, he says this, and, and it says in the verse 37, I'm just going to read the red letters. He says, what do you seek? And then the next verse, the next, so it says red letters. So it says, what do you seek? And then there's some regular words. And then it says, come and you will see. <laughs> so there's a picture of the script of Christ. What do we seek? Come to the Lord and you will see. And hopefully that's our pattern too. That's our script. People are seeking the truth. They're seeking life. So we could go to them and say, what do you seek? Come with me and you will see what you're seeking. Not me personally, but the one that you're seeking. So here we go. Let's, let's say I'm going to do the first chapter. And all I'm going to read is the red letters. I've already done the first two, but I'll, I'll start over. What do you seek? Come and you will see. You are Simon, the son of John, and you shall be called Caphas, which is translated Peter. Follow me. Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Because I said to you that I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God descending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, that's wild. I mean, you could get so much revelation out of that. Come and see. He names Peter, right? You, this is, is going to be your name here. You are a son. Called, I shouldn't say. He calls him out like a, a, through the a knowledge, from the spirit of knowledge. Then he says, follow me. And then he spots, you know, Philip, and there's, there he is. And he said, Philip, you know, you, I saw you before you did anything else. Where, again, the spirit of knowledge. And because I said that, you saw something amazing. You're going to see greater things than that. You're going to see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. It's no mistake we're reading the book of John right now. Do that, will you? Let's do that. I'm going to do it this month. Just read the red letters. Do as often as you can. See what God's doing. This is a red letter dream. I believe God said to do it now. So I, I wanted to release it today, spend a day on our podcast to release the red letter dream. There's more to come, but that's a start. Lord, bless us. Let us learn from the red letters God of the book of John for this hour. In the name of Yeshua, the red letter man himself. All right, see ya. Thanks again for listening each and every day here on our daily podcast here from Christian Center of Shreveport. We're so glad you're with us. 
Remind you that our All at School of Ministry is now taking applications for the fall semester 2024. If you're interested in being a full-time school of ministry, contact us at allofsm.org or .com. And you can uh, find all the information about it. We do practicality. We don't just teach you in a class, but we let you practice that. You can check that out. Don't forget your giving. You can go to our website, our app, and do that as well. We're so thankful for your sowing into this ministry today. We love each and every one of you. All right, come back tomorrow.